What's up, y'all? We are back for season three of Chocolate with a Side of Medicine. Hey! <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Amy Jo MD. I've got with me Dr. Nono. Hey, guys. Dr. Chris. What up? And Dr. Sunshine. We out here. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Listen, y'all, it's been a busy off season is what I can say. So we've probably been talking for about two hours before we even started this episode. And we've got a lot going on, but (laughs) that is the understatement of the century right there. (laughs) We got wedding plans. It's a, I mean, it's good busy, but busy nonetheless. Travel outside. Oh my God. It's outside stuff. We Mm -hmm. outside y'all. Oh my God. I meant to apologize. I meant to apologize to the people and they're probably not even, the the, the hardcore listeners will remember this. Remember y'all right before we left and we had like our last episode or the second to last episode and Beyonce had leaked a single, like the single came out, but not the album. (laughs) And I was like, Beyonce would never give us an entire dance record. Like she just not going to do that. I know Drake did it, but Beyonce is not going to do that. Like she wouldn't do us like that. She wouldn't do that. Fast forward. Of course, we've been on a break. So we didn't get a chance to talk about it. We don't have to dig too deep into it, but I'm just here to say that I was wrong. (laughs) And (laughs) she did. And, you know, a lot of people have mixed feelings about it, but I'm just here to say that, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't make, I can't predict what the queen does. And, you know, she do what she do. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. Well, well, technically you said she wouldn't put out a whole house album. Yes. And it wasn't an entire house album, but it's definitely a lots of dance selection. And I was literally like, everybody was like, is this whole album going to sound like Break My Soul? I'm like, no, she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. I don't mind it though. I don't know that I love it as much as I love some other albums, but I can put it on in the car and it does okay for me. But y'all want to know something full transparency. I'll be honest. I did not like the B-Day album when it came out and I'm like, B-Day is Mm -hmm. not for me. And I felt like B-Day was just really like a big party single type album. And that's kind of what I get from this a little bit in a different way. But I'm like, this is just a different vibe. And it wasn't what I was expecting because, you know, I have very high expectations for Beyonce and she has high expectations for herself. So when I kind of look at the projects that she has created with like self-titled, with, you know, Lemonade and just like the full overarching project of it all, I was like, this is not what I thought this was going to be. But there's a time and a season for everything. So I'm like, listen someone's living you know and that's fine there are certain tracks that i do enjoy you know but like cuff it church girl i got my favorites but overall i was like i don't think this album you know is hitting me as hard as the others but that's just me as a member of the beehive everybody feels differently though you know i get that but i wanted to apologize to the american people because i was like man (laughs) she would never and then i'm like oh wow yes and i'm like and we don't even have a podcast coming out soon for me to like backtrack this but it's fine you know, I thought about that and I was like, oops. <laughs> well. <laughs> anyway, we've been gone for a while. How how have the rest of y'all been? No, no, how you been, Chris? How you been? How y'all been? Oh, pretty good. I mean, I actually am getting ready to compete in a powerlifting tournament in February. So Ooh, very, okay, very excited for that. But it's it's a lot of work. So we're training like three days a week. Um, lifting really heavy shit. Um, I can't walk usually after each session. <laughs> So um, it's it's going pretty good though. Uh, trainers thinks I can go go pretty far, so I'm pretty excited. Wow. Well, I don't got anything exciting like that to 
report. <laughs> any competition i ain't trying to lift no more than what i've been lifting i'm straight on that um <laughs> it's just so much fun though hard. i don't know it's I, just, I, the I competition it's just really fun i believe you i totally believe you <laughs> you like doing pirouettes in the air and stuff like my god mm-hmm. and all the ribbon work you're doing stuff right and the, the hoops on. like you're spinning over in these hoops and bending over i'm like girl uh, let me, let like me just tell y'all this i'm not that great at it because if i was i would have another career therefore <laughs> <laughs> We just gonna keep doing what we're doing for now. I'm coasting and I'm straight on that. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. You be looking cute though. You be looking cute. Though. I appreciate you, you. But once I if I get to that point where it's 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 next level, oh <laughs> I will be doing pause, an early pause. retirement. Let's, let's keep it real with people. Let's keep it real with people. You would not you would not swap out your uh your medicine career for a career as a as an exotic dancer. Let's be real. Down in the valley where the girls. Hey. Oh, yes. <laughs> if I was doing some P Valley stuff, girl, Ooh. come on. Are you kidding me? I run that. I put that Ben Gang on those joints, and I will figure it out. Oh you know? my god! <laughs> yeah, my lord. I'm joking, y'all. I'm joking, y'all. But not really. Oh man! You know, dancers, you know they have to. You know they spray that. Uh, you know they spray that like lidocaine spray on their feet before they wear them heels and do all them tricks and stuff to make sure they, they have to. I mean, those are like what ten inch heels. If they even if they, if some they, of y'all might, know. some of y'all might need that for my wedding. Go ahead and get that lidocaine spray and spray it on y'all feet so y'all can. You know, <laughs> that spray because a, I put these heels on this idea. morning when they got here, and I was like, you know what? Y'all might this need that lidocaine spray just to kind of just to kind of numb problematic. it. Mm. Mm. No, that that stuff is hard. Mm. Okay, and I've been. It's hard. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not that real talent. It takes real talent to have to do that. That's why some of them are like past gymnasts and like past, like you know, it takes. Like oh yeah, real, especially that core. Oh, oh core is on is that on core my, strength is yeah. unmatched. Right. Oh, one yeah. of our you one need of our, a lot of that. One of our mutual friends um, recently sent me a link, and she's like, "We should do uh, we should do pole dancing classes here." And I was like, "Ooh, yeah. that is it the best workout like, though you'll get. It's a full body workout." I'm thinking about i'm thinking about doing it because she was like girl this looks fun so i'm like maybe we'll do it maybe we'll do it after the wedding and uh okay after wedding i'm gonna say i am not going to any pre-wedding events with pole dancing because (laughs) i refuse to pull the abdominal muscle and still walk down the aisle those four inch heels that you got me in i am we almost we almost had it at your bachelorette party but we're like you know what they're gonna drink have a good time i don't know if they're gonna want to do all that so (laughs) so i do i do some of those those aerial arts things but um the pole I look really bad doing the pole. It's, it's bad. <laughs> it's it's really bad. And my instructor, she tries to encourage me because she's sweet and she be trying to encourage me. But I'm just like, but you know, I don't look like that. Like, you know, it's bad. <laughs> that takes. Let's work, just though. let's go back to the silks because you literally have to really be good at holding your body up with yeah. the silks and with the with the lira. You could you could balance yourself on something. Mm. The pole is just, it's just one straight pole and you got to hold with your hand. Mm-mm. But that's physics. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's physics. Like you're, you're, alter, you're hard. alternating your center of um, gravity in order to like do the spins and like, you know, to continue to do all that on the pole. So it's physics and it's, and it's hard. It's course rank. So. Well, essentially, essentially everything that I've been taught to do on the Lyra 
in on the silks, I can literally do them on the pole. I can literally translate the same things and do it on the pole. It's just, I can't hold myself up that way. <laughs> I got a lot of extra, I got a lot of extra weight. I got, I'm very top heavy. So it's a little, it's a little hard. <laughs> it throws off your balance. It's going to tip all over. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. I mean, it's a thing. I don't, I don't, I think, I mean, I believe it's a thing. I mean, it's physics. It's a thing. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> so our first one is, if you guys have known, uh, our president has released a three-step plan for, um, uh, for kind of uh, working with marijuana. So, His first part of his plan was to actually pardon all people with minor offenses who are currently in prison serving crazy long sentences for marijuana use, which I think is amazing, is excellent. Um, And the second one is also to talk to like the state governors to also release people based off of those those same offenses. So there is a certain limit of like um, uh, how much uh, marijuana people are holding at that at that time when they were uh, convicted. But either way, you know, the whole goal is to kind of decriminalize like the um, marijuana and to get these people like really petty offenses like out of like people are in prison serving sentences for holding marijuana, which is which is crazy. And then the last one, which we did actually talk about in our what was the name of that episode? Um, It was our season. It was one of our season one episodes where we talked all about weed, essentially. And right now, marijuana is classified as a Schedule One substance. I think it's called. I think it was called Mary Jane. That's I think it. It's something with Mary mm-hmm. Jane. That's it. <laughs> yeah, say hi to Mary Jane. Mary that was Jane. it. So right now, marijuana is uh, classified as a Schedule One drug. So based off the schedule system, um, Schedule One drugs are drugs that have no medical benefit, have high potential for um, abuse, and you know. Essentially, the biggest thing is there's no legal, there's no medical benefit with drugs in this category. But, you know, as we have you know seen in many years that marijuana actually serves purposes for, um, we use it in treatments for epilepsy. Um, and the, I'm just listing the big ones here. And we also use it in um, people with uh, cachexia. So essentially people who um, have a need to stimulate their appetite in order to help them to eat. Cause you know, marijuana gives you the munchies and that actually has a benefit for people who don't have that drive to, to eat. So mm. you know, those are a couple of things that we can use marijuana for, but right now it's up there with like heroin and LSD and PCP and like all those things in like the schedule one category. So Biden actually released uh, a statement saying that he's going to remove marijuana from that category so that would actually have a lot of implications for pres- um, prescribers and also just generally how marijuana is viewed as a drug. I, I, I like decriminalizing mm-hmm. marijuana. Um, I don't think people, well, I don't really think this is about the people, right? This is very political. Mm-hmm. I think when you ask individuals about their thoughts and feelings about marijuana, most of them say, I think it's fine, Right. Uh, you'd be surprised how many jokes we, I, even myself, I crack in my clinic when I've got like my little senior patients and they are not eating because there's dementia or there's something like that. And sometimes I'll be like, you know, I really wish I could just give you some weed brownies Mm -hmm. and across the board, regardless of color, regardless of, you know, political background, everybody's like, yeah, me too. 
Right. <laughs> so, you know, my my 80-year-old, you know, my 80-year-old, you know, white patients will say, yeah, me too. And my black patients will say, yeah, me too. And my young patients will be like, yeah, I wish you'd get it some, you know, someone too. And so I think that um, marijuana has been used as a political weapon for a long time. And mm-hmm. it's definitely probably locked up lots of people of color, especially, you know, black and brown people. And it's, you know, he, like in the state of South Carolina, you can still get your kids taken away um, if you pee positive for marijuana. Yep. Yeah, you sure and that's insane to me because coming from where we train from, like if somebody tested positive for marijuana, we'd be like, okay, uh, let's get mm-hmm. you on this trip and let's see how this baby is doing so we can get it going. Mm-hmm. And you don't look at it saying, oh my goodness, you know, this baby's life is in danger. You're just like, all right. You know, you, even if the social works come up, they're not looking like at the marijuana, like, oh man, we got to do something. It's just so much like, yeah, all right, let's keep moving and, and not a thing. And so that becomes a problem. So, um, it's, uh, it's time to take marijuana off the list as a a criminal offense. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. And I've talked about this a lot because I, um, because of where I work, which is for the federal government, which is weird because I work for the federal government, but I also am located in California. So the state and the federal laws conflict with each other a lot, especially when it comes to marijuana, because in terms of the federal government, marijuana is still illegal. And, you know, in terms of just how you do it and how you how you penalize it. But in California, it's fine. Recreational, like it's medicinal, doesn't matter. Like how you're in California, you can do what you want, except for like within this realm of this federal government entity. So it presents a lot of problems. And especially people who work in, because the states get to do what they want to do. I feel like the second aspect of what you just said, Nono, is going to be really big because the states have their own rules. Federal government has their own. And a lot of states, including Illinois, has already been working towards decriminalizing it and getting a lot of the people out. But that's Illinois specific. California's done the same thing. But how does that go over in like Alabama, Mississippi, flyover states like Iowa? So it's very that second Mm -hmm. tier of what you just talked about is going to be really important because unless we vote on it in terms of like the House and the Senate and it gets passed federally, the states can still do what they want to do. I mean, that's the that's a little issue we have with like Roe v. Wade being, you know, overturned and now the states are kind of free to do what they want. So it's the same kind of concept. Um, so kind of this this type of legislation has to come at the federal level in order for everyone to like comply with the same rules. So. Right. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where the vote ends. But I can I can. Yeah, I completely get it. And a lot of those people were locked up in the uh, the Clinton administration, which is. Oh, I won't get to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because right. Clinton was hard on drugs. Obama was hard on immigrants and deportation. So mm-hmm. let's be honest about what people are hard on and how we got here. So let's just keep it jiggy. Exactly. I won't go down that, that route, though. <laughs> so. I am doing the topic today, guys, and we're going to talk about monkeypox. Monkey. Yay! Dr. Sunshine yeah, no, is I, so was... excited about monkeypox. She was like, oh my gosh, I really want you to do this topic. And guys, I'm being sarcastic. Y'all, that is dripping in sarcasm. <laughs> I didn't even like it when we had to talk about COVID last season. I'm like, boo. That's true. Now we monkeypox, I'm like, Boo. <laughs> 
Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I know, I Just, know. But I mean, I think it's something that we should talk about. Um, I think it's important. Uh, I know it, it's weird because it's like, you know, we had COVID and then it comes out and then people like have all these questions and then, and people coming and asking me questions. I'm like, uh, I don't think it's really a thing right now until it became a thing, mm-hmm. right? So what were your thoughts on that? Were you getting a lot of people asking questions about that or coming in thinking that they got monkeypox? Well, hold on. I'll first, I'll, I'll first say this. It's not I'm saying boogs. I don't want to talk about monkeypox, but I feel like sometimes I know, I know for sure deep down in my soul, I know it's bittersweet. It's sweet because I like talking about it because I know that you all have questions because it's when things start trending. And like Chris said, when it went from like nothing to something, then that's where all the questions come through. Like, whoa, I didn't think this was here. You mean like here, here, like in the States, like at my airport, like, oh, my God. And then it like escalates quickly. But then sometimes I'm like, man, everybody's stressing about this. Why don't we talk about like something else? So then point is it's very bittersweet i get it and Mm -hmm. i'm down for the monkeypox talk and yes i have gotten questions from my patients and because that's when that's when the questions come when things ramp up out of nowhere and all of a sudden it's on your local news like here right here in our local community (laughs) right it seems like people are more worked up over monkeypox than they are for covid and covid is still very much here like we're having a little bit of a resurgence (laughs) um i have not seen a case of monkeypox yet in my hospital but there is definitely cases because now it's the season for it. Like it's getting colder. People are moving indoors. You know, no one's wearing their mask now. So, you know, that transmission is going to go like crazy. And actually, this could be the trending topic. The boosters, the update boosters are out. So if you are due for it, please get it. In addition to your flu shot, which is also out, um, came out 1st of October. So that sounds like a PSA. It is. But I like it, it. very much is. It's on our social media, too, because it's important. So. <laughs> do it amy joe you've been getting a lot of questions about it well yes and no Mm -hmm. i have had one case where i i needed to test someone for monkeypox and it came back negative but as these things go when it's a and when it's a disease process that's relatively new to the u.s healthcare system and these people are coming in early you're always concerned it was the right test did we swab it right you know those are always the concerns that I have because, you know, you get, you know, somebody comes in, you think, okay, I need to swab it. And so generally what happens in these cases that you have to call the CDC, which we did, and they kind of walk you through, here's what we need. And here's all these things. But um, because I work in a clinic with multiple providers, I can remember maybe two or three weeks later, one of the other doctors needed to swab and how, how that doctor swabbed it was completely different than how I was instructed to swab it. So the CDC is updating, you know, as we go to kind of catch these things. And so you're always wondering, like, I wonder how many that we we get or we miss in an attempt to find the most efficient way to test people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't get a lot of questions. And I think part of the issue with that is because of who we said is at highest risk, right? So when the, what was the, was it the, who was it? Was it the, the mayor or the governor? I think California. it was, I think it, I think it was the WHO first. WHO, right. But who was, when, um, uh, I can't remember, was it San Francisco or was it California? When somebody came out and said, we need help because our LGBTQ population is really suffering mm-hmm. from monkeypox. I think immediately 
what went what happened was everybody said okay if i'm not lgbtq then monkeypox doesn't affect me so i think being in the south i'm just not getting many questions about it because even if something was popping up it kind of got tied to well this is a a this is a this is a not a heterosexual thing and so I don't have to worry about it. So even if somebody had a rash, I don't think that they were asking us. And that was the concern I had when I when I saw the news breaks. And I, I get that they needed some help because they needed resources. But also living in the in the South, I knew that that was going to mean that people were going to associate um, what your sexual orientation with, with how many questions you need to ask about um, monkeypox. So I don't get very many questions anymore. Girl, mm. I had all of these PTSD flashbacks to HIV. I'm like, this is the same thing that happened with yep. HIV. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's a that's a gay thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's mm-hmm. what they doing over there. Mm-hmm. Which is why when Magic yeah. Johnson came out and was talking about it publicly on a on a microphone, huge NBA star, everybody was like shook, like right. shook, shook. Well, then even then they like, questioned his sexuality when he came out with that announcement too. They're like, oh, is he is he in the closet? Like, what is he doing on the download? They did. You know? They so. did. And I was like, I was like, it is so crazy how we are like how many decades removed from that? And here we are, right again. Doing it right, all right, over again. Doing it all over again. It's like, oh, that's for them over there. That's what that's what they do. I don't do none of that. So I'm I'm good. Guys. Mm. Guys. Yeah. So yes. that that kind of stopped our, I think stopped a lot of momentum. And I'm sure other doctors in the South probably feel the same way that once those news breaks came out, and I can't remember who it was. Was it the was it the governor or the mayor of the city? I can't remember. Um, but once that came out, I feel like that probably impacted how people thought about it. Because you would see like small articles here and there where I remember there was some doctor on a train that saw a couple and it looked really obvious that it was monkeypox. And so um, he must have like said something to the guy like, hey, you got monkeypox. He was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Um, and he asked the the partner, I don't know if it was a wife or a girlfriend, like, you know, are you not worried about, you know, getting monkeypox? And she was like, well, no, you know, we're not, we're not gay. So we should be no. fine. And I'm like, what does that have no. to do with mm-hmm. you coming into contact with these lesions and spreading them? So, you know, as always, a lot of misinformation that gets spread across the internet that I think has really decrease people's interests or people's questions in office about monkeypox. Very true. Very true. All that you've said is so true. And um, also I work in the South as well. So for that reason, I haven't really, that same reason that you talked about Amy Jo, I haven't really gotten many questions about it as well. Um, And I think it's because of that. Right. So Y'all remember one of the Uber drivers we had from my uh from my bachelorette? Let's not even talk about that. Oh. Not no, not that uh, not that other one, but the first one who was uh-huh. talking about monkeypox, not the one that was talking oh. about the festivals. Oh, okay. y'all remember the? <laughs> we had a lot of crazy Uber drivers in New Orleans, y'all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but one of them was like talking about monkeypox, and it it was a lot of the similar thought processes that Amy Joe was talking about. And because he was talking about like the cases and who it affected and how he wasn't too worried. Oh, about that, 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 I remember, uh, yeah. remember, and we passed by a park and the park was giving yeah, out uh, monkeypox vaccines. Vaccine. Remember, yeah. and he was kind of he was talking about it, and I was like, "This is such a southern 
outlook on this. But you know, our Uber driver real short and sweet. So I'm like, let me not put on my doctor cap and ruin this man's day because I just don't got the energy. <laughs> and plus, it was our it was my bachelorette. I'm like, we ain't about to do this too. Nah, I, I thought uh, one of the older guys, he was actually really nice. He had questions because y'all were chit-chatting in the back and he was asking me all these questions about COVID. Because I think one of y'all back there blurred that we were all doctors. And he's like, oh, I got some questions for you. And I'm like, oh, great. And this is after we've been... <laughs> This is where we've been pre-gaming to go out to like uh, bourbon or something. So I'm like, Oof, let's let's see what I can answer. I, I was like, why are we telling people we're doctors? Stop someone, it! Stop someone it. in the back of the Uber was like, oh yeah, we all doctors. We out here having a good time. I'm like, oh my lord. So I could uh, I could tell you who it wasn't. Oh. <laughs> so we, uh, I convinced them to getting the COVID vaccine, which I was very happy about. But he had questions about hey. all of it. He's like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, you know, the side effects. I'm like, bro, it's it's fine. Just just get it. He's like, all right, all right, I'll go get it. I'm like, yay. Let me go back to. Well, that, that's yeah. good news. That's good news. <laughs> you look at you being effective and getting somebody vaccinated. That's great news. Well, I didn't really get to talk about monkeypox, so let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, okay, so I looked on um, the website on CDC today. So basically. Um, just looking at data of how many cases are out there in the U.S., okay? So in the U.S. right now, currently, there are 26,049 cases. Deaths are two. And global cases is 73,288, okay? So that just gives you a rough idea of... Why are we like, why are we like almost half of the overall cases? We in the 20,000s and worldwide, it's 70,000? Mm-hmm. That is so wild to me. Right. It is. It is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what is monkeypox? So it is part of this orthopox virus, okay? It's a very it's, uh, closely related to the smallpox, but it's it's not as it's not as uh, virulent or as fatal as the smallpox, okay? Um, and it's different from your chickenpox, okay? So thing is, I'll give you a little history about it. So this is actually not a new virus. It has been around for some time, right? So it was first discovered in 1958. And, um, in, and there was an outbreak of pox-like disease in a research lab. And monkeys got it. So that's why they called it monkeypox. Makes sense, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so the first human case that they found was in the 1970s in the Congo, uh, um, the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And it was like more an endemic disease within uh, Central and Western Africa. Okay. So basically it was kind of like around there. And back in the day, because they were afraid, like with smallpox, um, people used to get vaccinated for smallpox and they stopped vaccinating in the U.S. for smallpox in, I believe, 1972 or something like that. They had stopped they had stopped it because they pretty much kind of eradicated it. So but there are people who live outside of the U.S. probably still got the smallpox vaccine. Now, it was kind of weird because monkeypox was really in those endemic to those areas in Africa that we were talking about. So when it started coming here in the U.S., it was like, what? This is crazy. What's happening? Right. So people got really scared. Right. So basically 
Why do we care about this, right? Because it's a public health risk. We care about it because it's easily transmittable um, from person to person. It can cause panic, um, social uh, social panic, social disruption, okay? Because you get it, then you kind of have to isolate and it causes a lot of problems. Like, like what we already went through with COVID, right? And, and I think it also... Personally, I feel like it's even more of a problem now because, you know, we just went through COVID, right? And trying to learn about that and people have to isolate and got to be out of work and all of this stuff, couldn't be around people. And then now we got this, right? And it's kind of like, I think people were just like, no, not another thing, right? Now, what are the symptoms? I think that's some of the things that people want to know, right? So some of the possible symptoms that you can get. You get fever, headache, body aches. Um, You get like swollen lymph nodes. Like, so it's just around the neck or just, just really swollen. And then you could also have like sore throat, um, headaches, like I said, body aches, nasal congestion, cough. It's the same symptoms of every virus. It's the same symptoms as COVID. It's the same symptoms similar to the flu. Every everything we call them like flu-like symptoms. It's very similar to all the other viruses. Very similar. But then a lot of times people were saying like, okay, with the monkeypox, what you were seeing, I would see a lot of times on the pictures. Like I'd even have people tell me, oh, you see how bad it looks? Like get all these rashes. Like people were, were seeing like the rash, right? And a lot of times you get those flu-like symptoms prior to the rash coming, right? And then maybe, or sometimes you might have the rash with the symptoms, right? So it's it's a little hard to really diagnose in a sense because it looks like it can mimic other things. I think the thing that makes monkeypox like a little bit different than the other viruses and the reason why it's really hard to track is because the incubation period of monkeypox is different than other viruses. So mm-hmm. with monkeypox in particular, the incubation period, which means how long it takes from exposure to you actually feeling symptoms can be anywhere from three to four weeks. So that's drastically different mm-hmm. from COVID. So then once someone actually starts getting symptoms and develops a rash, they have to retract their steps for the last four weeks. And listen, I get it. Some of y'all been very good patients and you've been inside during COVID, but there are also some people who've been outside and they've been outside for a while. (laughs) So if you ask some people to retract their steps for four weeks for a full month, there are people who out here are catching flights and not feelings. They out here going to birthday parties and weddings and stuff. So if retracting your steps for four weeks is difficult. Yes. And when you have to do that, it's hard for them to pinpoint where they may have gotten exposed because the way that you get exposed, which is through like Chris and go through yet, but either through like secretions or contacting someone who also has, you know, rash opens, open sores, bodily fluids. Like there's so many ways that you can, you know, be exposed to it that it makes monkeypox very difficult to track. And it makes a lot of headway before you even realize that you're sick. That's the main problem. Right. Yes. And also the rash too that we see that happens. So literally, basically in our medical books, as, as doctors, we all know that people never present the way we study it. And it's always so many variations to what we see. So in the books, it shows that people have like, are have rashes like everywhere, right? A lot of different places, a lot of times, mostly in the genital areas. Um, 
and it's very, very painful. But the thing is that sometimes you could present with lots of rashes. Sometimes you could only just have a few. And what's interesting about these rashes is that they can all look very different and they kind of go through all phases of what we know as rashes could be at different times. So it could be a little challenging. And basically you are infectious from the time you caught it, right? So till the rash has completely resolved, meaning that the skin, you actually had to grow new skin over the rash, right? Not scab it off. You have to have new skin. So this can be, you can literally be sick and isolated for a whole month because it takes that long for it to go through that course. Which is how it spreads so fast because people don't know that they have it, mm-hmm. interacting with other people, kissy kissy on the cheeks, ooh, let me share your mimosa, all types of stuff. Yes. But are we still set? Are we still um, sharing drinks? I think we went back to sharing drinks. I think we did. Um, which I wish we didn't do. Yes. So you can get it from human to human to human contact. That's kissing somebody, um, uh, exchange of bodily fluids, right? Uh, you really have to kind of be in close contact with them for so many hours for you to get it. So it's not like you're with this person for like five minutes and you're going to necessarily get it. You have to be within at least close personal contact for at least about three hours or so. So if that person was using bed sheets and had it and you touched it, you can get it that way, right? So it is it's just something just to be aware of, right? If you're if they have sores and you're cleaning the sores, you can get it that way as well. Mm-hmm. And then also in terms of when it comes to testing, the CDC was really firm on it for a while, unless they changed it, that they really don't encourage any testing at all for monkeypox until there is an occurrence of a rash. And then you test the rash or you swab the lesions. Yes. So a lot of people who have these flu-like symptoms and they're like, let me get a monkeypox test. I'm like, that's not how it goes. So, you know, because there are lots of things going around that are more common than monkeypox. You might just have strep or you might have the flu or you might have COVID. You might have all the other things that we can swab you for. But they actually did not emphasize testing for monkeypox at all unless you have lesions present and then you swab the lesions. Is that correct, Amy Joe? I actually have not swabbed. Yes. yes. Any I have swabbed. You've got to swab uh, two different, two, two different sites. So you at least need to have a rash that has at least two lesions that you mm-hmm. think um, look similar mm-hmm. to monkeypox. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so you need to be able to, to swap them like that. And they also encourage you to co-test with other things. So just don't only test for monkeypox, but test for other things because it can look like other things. It can look like syphilis or other kind of infections. So that's why they encourage that if you do test that you test for other diseases as well. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is the history, right? You got to you gotta think about, like, what's the exposure for how long, right? And and it's basically now they were putting it out before we were talking about they were saying, like, okay, it's they were seeing that the cases were more prevalent in men who have sex with men. And then so it gave the stigma that, okay, if you're a man who has sex with men, then more likely you're going to get monkeypox and other people wouldn't but if you really think about it how would a virus know to only infect just men right it, it's not going to know that so exactly. if you just have exposure to those people and if they it's like someone who had it or someone else got it from some you, it doesn't it, it's not the virus is not racial motivated it, it doesn't know <laughs> what your sexual, sex orientation. Is, sexual orientation it doesn't care about it 
it's a virus that is trying to survive. And if it comes in contact with someone, it's ill and infect you. Yeah. And I agree. And then so how it's usually a self-limiting type of viral infection, right? So usually, you know, it's just really symptomatic treatment. So just basically what we do, if you have cough, we treat your cough, right? And usually with the rashes, it typically tends to resolve. Now, the thing that they said more so with monkeypox is that the rashes tend to be very painful. So a lot of times what we do is we try to treat you to treat you for your pain, right? Because they're just really painful. But really, there's not much to do. We just, it can just, it's going to resolve on its own. Yeah. Right? So it also depends on what are your medical conditions? Are you immunocompromised? Meaning, do you have any diseases that make your immune system um, weaker and it's harder for your immune system to fight the infection. So those people, there is treatment. We use like an antiviral medication that we can use to try to help with the symptoms. But other than that, that's all we have so far for now. There is a monkeypox vaccine, which you can talk to your doctor about. It is not as widely spread as other vaccines as we normally have. Like the flu vaccine, COVID vaccine, things like that. But there is a monkeypox vaccine and there is a criteria um, that you have to meet in order to qualify to get the vaccine. So usually you can go over that with your local health department, your doctor, things like that. Um, Dr. Chris also mentioned people who are immunocompromised. So if you know you have conditions, if you have a cancer, if you have lupus, if you have conditions where you might be immunocompromised, things like that, you can ask your doctor, health department, stuff like that. There is one, but it's not recommended for the general public. No. So CDC only recommends vaccination for people who are at higher risk, who yeah. have probably been exposed and they recommend the vaccinate, vaccine for it. And the vaccine that they're using is pretty much the vaccine they were using for smallpox. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, The thing is that they don't know, like, so you have some older people that were already vaccinated with small, the smallpox vaccine. They don't know how long that your immunity wanes, like your immunity stays. Because if you were vaccinated in the fifties, they're not sure like if your immunity is, is going to stay that long, but they are noticing that people who have been vaccinated with, with that vaccine tend to not get the virus. So basically, if you've been, if you're in a high risk situation, you've been around someone that's been identified to have monkeypox, you can be eligible for it. Um, and it's just if you've had multiple sex par- partners and you and that person that you had sex with had monkeypox or you know has monkeypox, then you are someone who should get vaccinated. I will also plug that um, monkeypox can also cross through the placenta. So yes. you're encouraging pregnant women um, to be very hyper diligent. As always, same thing with COVID crossing the placenta, monkeypox, everything, you know, to be hyper uh, vigilant because you actually can't get the vaccine. You actually can't get, you know what I mean? Because pregnant women have a different set of criteria as well. So pregnant women, be on the lookout, you know, be safe out there. That's all. And I think that's pretty much it unless there's something I missed. Nah, bro, you did good. Which which means we could pivot on to these questions, though. Thank y'all for submitting some questions in. I appreciate it. But send me more, though. I'm just saying. (laughs) Send us. Send send me more more, questions, please. (laughs)
Yeah, y'all Send can't just be sending more them. Questions. Don't just don't just send them to 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 Amy Joe. I mean, I mean, well, I feel like Doctor Sunshine. You know, her people be sending mad questions, and I get a sprinkle here and there. So just you know, send them. If it's if it's random, you think I don't even know if I should be asking this. Send it anyway. If we need to filter it out, we'll let you know. I'm with you. I'm with you. So we have, I think we'll have time for one, maybe two questions today. So the first question is, it's very short and sweet. It says, I feel like I have something in my chest on the right side ever since I had COVID and was and recovered from COVID. So the question is basically regarding lingering right-sided chest discomfort since a COVID infection. What do we have for this list? I mean, we've been getting some cases of pleurisy. So it's like inflammation of the uh, lining of the lung tissue, um, which we have found can linger um, with people that had COVID. Um, it kind of feels like a you know, sharp discomfort when you, you know, take a deep breath or sometimes when you lean forward, some people may get that discomfort. Um, but we've actually had people coming into the ER with it. Um, and, you know, we've done like a workup to make sure it's not due to your heart. Um, and usually that's, we found that it can be due to the inflammation, um, from, you know, the lung inflammation from COVID. So that's just one, one differential. So I think if you've been having symptoms, they've been lingering for longer than 30 days. I don't think it's unreasonable for your primary care doctor to grab a chest X-ray just to make sure there's nothing else going on. So, uh, you don't have to go to the emergency room for that. We can order those out of the clinic and you can get that done. But I'd find in you know, even just my clinical experience, what I'm seeing coming out of, in and out of the office is that COVID causes a lot of post-viral everything, lots of coughs, uh, lots of what we call reactive airway, which is really like asthma for people who do not have a diagnosis of asthma. Um, lots of worsening of, you know, lung disease at baseline. And it is take, and also just taking people a long time to recover. I think this gets complicated by the fact that because the post-COVID symptoms can linger, they linger through seasons. So what I suspect is also happening is that you've got post-COVID symptoms and then you enter into your season where your chronic sinusitis are inflamed and everything. So you've got increased mucus production, increased post-nasal drip in addition to having lingering post-COVID symptoms. And I think they come together just to make everybody have lots of upper respiratory side effects. But what we would want to make sure is that there's nothing there. And in a quick and easy way to figure out, is there something there that we need to be concerned about immediately is a chest X-ray. But yeah, that's what that's where I think we should start. And then, you know, because we really don't want you guys going to the emergency room unless it is an emergency. And of course, once you get there, you got the ER docs and the doctor no-nos of the world that can take care of you. Um, so yeah, I will also plug that a lot of a lot of different healthcare systems have like post-COVID clinics too. Um, I know that we have one where I work and they're popping up everywhere. So that might also be up your alleyway if you do the initial workup and everything's negative, but you still feel a discomfort, you can always go to a post-COVID clinic. Do you guys have post-COVID clinics? Amy Joe, Chris, you guys have I think those we do. in your health systems? I think we have one. I think we do. Um, I feel like I remember hearing something about one, but I, I have not sent anyone there. So it's usually through poem. Usually the lung doctors have their usually it's run by the lung doctors. Hmm. I've just been I, sending I my patients to pulmonology, so you know. Yeah, maybe either way, either way them, you go see the lung doctor. <laughs> either yeah. way you yeah, go see the I, lung doctor. I, I send them <laughs> I send them according to whatever their symptoms are, right? If there's yeah, we have a even yeah. though they say, Oh, I've been feeling this with COVID. Yeah, we have a dedicated clinic for people with long COVID here. So
it. So I'd like to bid y'all farewell until next time. Anybody have any closing thoughts? Y'all got any thoughts? Oh my gosh, we didn't do chocolate kisses. Oh, you almost made me forget. Oh. Y'all gotta hold me accountable. Oh Ch- my gosh. Chocolate kisses. Yes. Oh my goodness. So listen. Um, I want to give chocolate kisses. Um, I feel like this is premature and ahead of time. So I'm gonna get chocolate kisses to all of the women on here because they are all in my wedding and it's about to get real, real because we got two, three weeks <laughs> left and they're about to get some emails and instructions from me and I'm about to drive them insane. So I'm giving them chocolate kisses ahead of time so that, so that they can remember. Kisses. I know, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> so they can remember these kisses. <laughs> For when they get real frustrated with me and be like, what did she say we need to do? So I'm giving kisses ahead of time to kind of smooth y'all over for what's about to happen oh, over these next two, three weeks. Cool? Cool. Mm-hmm. Those my kisses. I don't want it. <laughs> get, take it back. Take it back. <laughs> Not on it. And y'all recently just got y'all shoes that you had to try on. So I'm going to give y'all Ooh, kisses girl. just for Ooh. that. So. Get some. Yes. And they're, they're sexy, though. Yeah, I saw you. Legs. <laughs> y'all yeah. going to look fly. Y'all going to look fly. I wouldn't have y'all looking crazy. Y'all gonna look fly. They are sexy. I, I gotta learn how to walk in them. Um, my chocolate kiss. Ooh, let me see. My chocolate kiss goes to my aunt, my aunt Pudding, whose birthday celebration is today. I cannot be in Chicago to make it, but I want to wish her a happy 82nd oh, birthday. Wow. So, oh, snap. I know, right? She looks amazing. So oh, snap. black does not crack. Okay. So happy birthday to my aunt Pudding. Um, I hope that your day is amazing and, uh, we will see you soon because there is a whole wedding coming up here real soon. So, okay. I'll see y'all. Okay. See y'all. My chocolate kiss was going to go to you, Dr. Sunshine. I am so honored to be a part of your wedding and I'm so looking forward to this big day. And I know you need to take time to just, you know, just, you know, take a deep breath. You know, we're all here for you. That's what bridesmaids are for. But, you know, you're going to look beautiful. It's going to go off without a hitch. Oh, and I have no doubt man. everything will be fine. So, Aw, thanks. I appreciate that. This will be the first time all four of us also have gotten in one spot in a while. Like two years. <laughs> years. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. That's true. Years. Okay, my chocolate kiss. Oh, man. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to, I just decided this. I'm going to give my chocolate kiss to all of our listeners out there for welcoming us back. (laughs) (laughs) Season three. We back like we we never left. We've been here. We back. Going, going, back, back to. But I just want to tell y'all, I love y'all and I appreciate y'all. And thanks for listening. Hey, for sure. So be sure to check out our social media, our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook all have the same handle, which is at the chocolate MDS. And also please send us questions. You can DM us. You can, you know, send us to our Gmail, which is uh, the chocolate MDs at gmail.com. And please check out our fancy schmancy website, which is www.thechocolatemds.com. Or we'll post, you know, upcoming events. You know, we speak at a couple things. So maybe you guys can log in and check out one of our talks. And also there is a nice little toolbox there that you can send us questions through that venue as well.